This is the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast for Monday, June 22nd, 2020. I'm Henry Sveck. I want to start by thanking all of you who are members at wildflowerbeefarm.com. Your $50 a year membership is our, really our business model. We also have options where people can purchase uh, naming rights for a hive, and that's very exciting too. And I have some exciting, really, things to talk about today. And I want to share them with the general public and also with our members so that, um, you know, this podcast will have some uniqueness to it. However, obviously, the full value of the video blogs and, you know, being part of our of our operation and encouraging our business model will come as you uh, feel strongly enough to become a member and, and share in our success. Just as a summary, remember, we're, we're converting a 50-acre farm this year in uh, the spring of 2020 to a 50-acre wildflower bee sanctuary. We will be, it is a business model, so the $50 membership per year is what our business model will be. We're not about making honey or creating a lot of honey, although the members who do sponsor a hive will get uh, a few pounds of honey every year from their hive. Uh, the rest we leave for the bees. We only uh, will take honey from the bees for our, our family, for example. We have a few personal hives. We only take um, honey after we know the bees have enough for the winter. So it's all, it's all about, uh, you know, helping the bees. We're not beekeepers. We're bee helpers. So thank you for your support and understanding. I also want to mention we're on uh, Instagram. A um, young entrepreneur I'm working with. Um, suggested to me that great it's great when you work with young entrepreneurs i also have a business side who suggests to me i get involved with instagram so i do that as well uh, and just start every day when i'm out walking i'll uh, i'll post something um and really today i want to talk about a technique that i'm working on which is accepted by uh bee helpers which is you know the traditional animal husbandry model which i certainly uh, support if that's where you're at with beekeeping where you you may go into your hive every two weeks open up the hive make sure everybody's healthy uh, you might uh, make changes or adjustments based on what you find and then you close the hive up again you might wait two or three weeks or maybe even four weeks and then you may go back in again so our model of beekeeping is where we try to learn as much as we can from the hive without opening it up and to do that, I believe it takes thousands of hours of observation. So every day, one of the patterns when, I'm, when I have a break from my regular work or uh, during lunchtime or during the evenings if I'm working from home, to uh, go for a walk throughout the farm and property and look at the, the activity in front of the hives and, and, you know, a few feet away from the hive, just sort of watch what's happening. And it's becoming, I'll, I'll give you an example. So there was a hive we had in the in the bush and we've we've got our hives distributed throughout the property so they're we're doing some research on what happens when you put two hives close together but most of our hives are spread out so i i actually on instagram you'll see this hive where a significant number of bees were out in the front of the hive basically it's common it's called bearding when there are too many bees in the hive to keep the temperature down or there's just too many bees in the hive and they kind of take turns working it's kind of like a shift on and off anyway they're outside because it's warm and this hive was just loaded with bees and every day and we've had a hot stretch here in ontario where it's been warm every day without rain it's been really hot so every day these this about two or three in the afternoon this beard appears on this hive which is incredible and, the, and some of the other hives are also doing the same thing because there's so many bees in the hives so then I get there yesterday I go there yesterday and there's nothing it's it's hotter than ever two o'clock in the afternoon there are no the bees are going in and out as they would be working but there's no bearded mass of of bees 
And I look over to the left where I have a top bar hive, beautiful top bar hive, which I had set up to be a, an attractant should hives swarm. And I notice on the entrance a number of bees going in and out. And I'm thinking, this is strange. There really is, excuse me, <clears throat> there really is no um, food in there. there. There was an old comb in there, but nothing to rob. They're not acting like robbers because robbers sort of act differently. These bees were purposely flying into the opening and flying out. Not a lot. And occasionally when a bee would come in, another bee would greet them and almost check them out and wrestle with them a little bit. It was really strange. And I probably watched this for about 20 minutes. And I was thinking to myself, you know, it's highly possible, and I'm starting to think more and more so, that the bees swarmed and just went next door into this hive. So that they may be in there setting up house. Now, a year ago, because I initially started reading, or two years ago, I started reading about beekeeping and thought I'd do it conventionally. I would have just opened up the hive and had a look. But because I'm looking at, and that would have taken maybe 30 seconds. But because I, remember, when you open up the hive, the science tells us when a beehive is, um, first of all, when a beehive is swarmed, they're very sort of on edge, as you can imagine. And they're really checking out whether or not they want this to be a home and a place they're going to stay. So if I bumble and stumble along and open up the hive, there's a good chance they're going to think, well, there's something bare or some you know, person, or there's some shaking, and there's some light that came in. This isn't a very stable place, and it's not unusual for beehives to move again. So I didn't want to do that. But I also, if, they, if they're deciding to stay there, they immediately begin to seal off the inside um, to take uh, products from trees and, and make a sort of antibacterial propolis, and just sort of you know, the smells and the smell of the queen, and it becomes an environment that's self-sustaining. So if I open that even for 30 seconds, I'm also going to destroy that. So it was a 30-second idea versus it's probably going to take me two weeks because I'm, you know, you don't know. I'm, I'm fairly confident, but I won't know for sure until I see the bees probably bringing pollen in and purposefully coming in with, with food products. Because if you don't see that, you really aren't 100% sure. So I'm going to keep watching them. Now, the, the bees from the front of that other hive went somewhere. Don't know where they went because none of the other hives that I'd set up, they call it bee traps, but they're really just a hive with nothing in them. Uh, I use a natural, um, almost essential oil combination that's supposed to uh, pretend it's like the scent that attracts them, but it's not uh, chemicals. Or you put it at the front entrance and at the back of the inside of the hive that's empty. And hopefully when the, and remember, the bees send out scouts. And the scouts, when the, when the beehive starts to get full of bees and they start making queen cells because they need a queen, remember when they swarm, the old queen or the traditional queen will fly with half of the hive and half of the honey to the new home, hopefully, and they will have raised a new queen in that existing hive. So it's, it's sort of one of those things where you look at it and you say, well, they went somewhere because it was like 40 degrees and there's no bees outside. They've been here every day. Where else could they be? Um... And so I'll keep you posted on that. But that's an example of how this process of, of transitioning, and we're even seeing it on the farm when, you, when I found, and you notice on Instagram at Wild Bee Farm, that, that I've been able to find um, new roses and new wildflowers in sections of the bush that we didn't know we had. So this process is building and growing, as is our understanding and knowledge. And one of our goals at Wildflower Bee Farm is to bring you along with us so that hopefully whatever you're doing at your house, 
or your land or if you have a balcony even or a rooftop balcony where if you if you want to do um, urban beekeeping we'll be able to work on this together so that's my story of the wildflower bee farm this week there's some really exciting things happening on uh, honeybee monitoring and hive monitoring where you can even learn more about your bees without disturbing them and we're going to be bridging technology and I think I'm going to talk about this right now because, you know, we're here, we're talking. And some of these podcasts, forgive me, will be lengthy. Some might be shorter. I, I'm sorry about that, but I want to give you the news as it happens. So one of my interests is um, providing uh, home care for seniors in, in a dignified and outstanding way uh, using technology. And one of the companies I'm involved with called Home Accept has an incredible technology where there's a little sensor you can put that when hooked into a... Um, Wi-Fi through the internet will give you incredible data on movement. So let's assume for a moment you have a senior who is living in a in an apartment alone and you have a sensor on their walker. The technology measures the movement of that walker during different times of the day and then the back-end artificial intelligence begins to analyze it and it will tell you if there's been a change from normal patterns. And you set these sensors up. They're not intrusive. There's no videos. There's no, um, you know, recording of voice. You can't identify who it is. You just know that the walker moved. Now, there could be an error rate, right? So a, a, a care worker could have moved the walker or whatever. But keeping all that in mind, it's a new type of technology. And I thought about, well, one of the things these little sensors will pick up is also temperature and humidity. And there are a number of uh, beehive monitors out there, electronics. But nothing that quite will do what I want it to do. So I talked to the uh, owners and developers and inventors, and they're going to create. They're sending me sensors that I'm going to be able to install. Um, and we're going to do it in a non-intrusive way so that it's not within the beehive's uh, home, just in the periphery, but still pick up the sound, the level of the sound, and also the temperature and humidity, and eventually also the weight of the hive. And we're going to be testing this at the wildflowerbeefarm.com out on our, on our property. And we're going to be using it because here's the idea. We have, uh, let's assume we have 10 hives. And uh, after a tough winter, we have six of them survive and four did not. It would be extremely helpful to take the data from four, the four hives who did not survive and compare it to the data of the six who did Everything from the notes I've written when I go out visit to perhaps other numerical sort of ways with numbers to try to just to try to get more of an idea how we can help the, the bees have a better life here. It will also be interesting to look at the data now as we start with the conversion of the farm to say two or three years from now when the wildflowers are growing and the, the environment is more stable because we've moved totally off what may have been the leftovers of cash crop farming on the 30 front acres and the clover would be developed and all of the farm will be developed for them. So that's the exciting part to be able to monitor your bees every day without opening them up and doing it in a way uh, with a Canadian company from Nova Scotia, Home Accept, that is um, doing an incredible job helping seniors live a dignified and safe life in their own homes, but also through this technology, helping us uh, keep the bees alive and helping us make sure. And, and the other issue too would be, should we have a, a beehive that succumbs to mites, even though we're gonna be using natural methods to control the mites, including formic acid treatments and thyme or thymol from the thyme um, plant. Um, it would be interesting to know, are there predictors 
of hive health through some of the variables we're going to collect. And that's really the purpose of that. So that's the exciting news from that. The other exciting part this week, I'm hoping that the uh, log hives will arrive on Wednesday and we'll be getting our queens on Saturday so that we can place within the log hives and perhaps a top bar hive and a conventional hive um, new hives and, and that group of bees will take us through the winter. So that's today's podcast for the Wildflower Bee Farm. So remember, go to Instagram, wildflower, just search Wildflower Bee Farm or Farm Wildflower Beers or whatever. Wildflower Bee Farm will get you there. And follow us and, you know, have a look at our website. Hopefully over time you'll decide to become a member and you can look at the videos that I'll be posting on a regular basis and more frequently in the summer than winter, of course, but help us all learn together about this exciting project. Have an amazing day and look forward to talking to you soon.